Hi everyone, this is Brenna and welcome back to episode 16 of the Best Season Podcast. So today's episode is going to be about erasing the stigma around mental health. So you guys know that this podcast is really a huge deal for me in regards to mental health. Um, And it's something that is that I'm a big advocate for is mental health and um, hopefully be there for someone in need um, who's going through whether it be anxiety, depression, you know, bipolar disorder, anything that you have um, mentally that's going on. I hope to be a constant for someone who's struggling to know that you're it's you know that you're okay um that mental health is something that just occurs in people and that's there's nothing wrong with that and that we should do more for people that struggle with mental health and issues with mental health so that's what today's episode is today and what the forefront of this podcast is too and we've talked about this in previous episodes and it may be redundant for some people but I think this is something that still needs to be talked about tremendously um and not frowned upon like a lot of people you know do um and I wanted to talk a little bit more about that too just to see where well, maybe if I turn my notifications off, I won't have that dinging the whole time. So sorry about that. Anyways, um, yeah, so this is sort of me just sort of blurting out just my thoughts on this. Um, with this podcast, I want you to feel like you're talking to a friend, you know, whether it be, you know, at a brunch or sitting on your couch over a glass of wine talking to a best friend. This is what I want this podcast to feel like. I don't want it to feel super edited and super, you know, just bland. I just want it to be something where you feel like you're talking to a friend and I hope that's who I am for you today. Um, And like you all know, I've been through my own mental health journey and I'm still on that journey um, and still trying to get to my very best season in life. And I know a lot of you are too. Um, I just wish that we had less of a stigma about mental health. Um, Honestly, I am grateful for the support that I've had with my mental health, but there has been some setbacks from people that don't really understand mental health or have never went through, you know, other than anxiety here and there, like work anxiety or something that just occurs once every year or something for some people, you know, certain people in my life, they've never experienced, they don't understand. And when I went to them, they are like, well, I don't understand why you can't just, you know, go take a bath and then relax or go have a few minutes away and you'll be fine. And that's just not enough, especially if you're, you know, whether you'll be a mom or have a busy day at work, I get overstimulated very easily. So I might have a super busy day at work that's overstimulating and then come home and my husband works nights. So it's me getting Brooks from, you know, my mom's getting him ready for bed, getting him a bottle, brushing his teeth, And on the days off, it's, you know, having him, you know, to take care for and him wanting up and down and all these things. And that's amazing that I have him and I'm so grateful for him, but that's a lot for me to take in when he's constantly wanting up or, you know, is if he's more fussy that day, it is a lot and where I just feel like I'm going to snap and it's hard to get that under control and that's honestly a big part of why I got back on my meds because it was debilitating for me to go about everyday things and literally felt like 
I couldn't just complete a task without feeling so overstimulated and so just exhausted. Um, and I know a lot of you might feel like that too, whether you be a new mom or if you have a super busy, you know, job. Um, it's a lot. And like as a nurse, I there's days where I'm nonstop all day. And when you do have a break, it's someone saying, well, this person needs this and this person needs this and this and this. And it's just constant. So it really, really gets difficult in aspects of life. Um, and that's no matter what job you have. It doesn't have to be medical field. It might just be a super, if you own a business and you're, you're the, or you're a manager or anything, like you're at the forefront of everything and you're the go-to person. It's like, okay, like I need a minute and a break. And like I said, a lot of people don't understand that. And so when you do want to break, they're like, oh, like, why did, why do they need to break? Like, you know, and there's always going to be negativity towards that. And, you know, what's unsettling too is when someone says, oh, well, I need a mental health day. People are like, what's, why, why would you need that? Like, what's that? And so the fact that even saying like, I need a mental health day, that there's such a stigma just around that, I think we need to work harder to change and work harder to be better um, in that aspect. And, you know, especially in healthcare field or whatever you work, um, whenever you don't get a minute or of mental, like a mental health day, it is hard. It is very hard on you and you don't know you in that you don't want to you don't want to break at work or snap at work but when you're constantly like just so tired and so overwhelmed and so overstimulated like that takes a toll which causes burnout for so many people and I've talked about burnout in a toxic worst workplace too and even if you're not in a toxic worst workplace even the worst sorry even the best workplace is so much it can still be a lot on a person and you see a lot more turnover and it becomes too much. And I think that's something that if companies and um, workplaces want people to stay longer, I think we need to have mental health be at the forefront <clears throat> um, with mental health at work. I think like, you know how we have designated PTO days. I think we should have a designated time off to where it doesn't come from a PTO bank. It doesn't come from anything, but you still get paid to just have like, whether it be three or four days that is just specifically for your mental health to just take off when you're really like at a low and really struggling, you can take that time off, not have to worry about, you know, your job or worry about, or am I going to get paid? You could have that day to just take off, be with your family or go to a spa or go to a massage or do the things that you need to do to rejuvenate and revive yourself and be like, okay, like I'm all right. I'll be all right. Um, I think that would be such a huge benefit to so many people if a workplace really, really focused on that. Um, I think that'd be so big. I also wish that we wouldn't have such a stigma around taking medications for mental health. Um, I have talked to many people that have said, oh, I don't need medications. You know, I can manage it with, you know, if, as long as I have some time off, I'm good. And I thought I could be one of those people. So when I was on medications, um, it was probably like eight months, not eight months, eight weeks postpartum until a few months after postpartum, um, I was like, okay, I feel good. Like, I think maybe I can start weaning off of my medications slowly. I was only on, was on 25 milligrams of Zoloft, which is what I'm on now. But I was like, if I wean off, I'll be good. Um, so I weaned off of it. And then I realized like I, when I had my issues postpartum, those, that trauma from those issues kept sneaking in. And then it was all I could think about. I got testing done. That's all I could think about. And so that's when I knew that, you know, mentally something is going on with my brain that's not okay. 
and I need to do something about it. And some, like, and just with the hormone changes I went through, I knew that was, there was an imbalance somewhere that I needed to be on those medications. So when I stopped being stubborn and which they do say nurses are the worst patients. It makes sense. I went back to my doctor and after I had my testing done, she goes, you know, everything's good. Why don't we, you know, and we got back on my meds and back on my meds after a couple months and I feel so great. And within the past few months, I only had like one day that I was really like anxious that was actually yesterday. I had, and it wasn't even like super anxious. I didn't have like a panic attack or anything like that, but just at work, I just felt on edge and it was a good day at work, but I was just like, it was just not as, you know, happy as I usually am. I just really needed to take a break and I just sort of mentally zoned out and I feel guilty because, you know, my coworkers are always great. And I just felt like I was really um, not as, you know, fun as I normally am and not as talkative. And I just sort of stayed by myself. So to only have one bad day like that when I used to have every single day was just crippling anxiety of, am I, am I okay? Oh my gosh, like I have a chest pain. Is that anxiety or am I, is it something with my heart? It, it was awful. And so I know that I knew that that health anxiety was becoming too much. And working at hospice like I do, we see a lot of death and we see it in older patients. And we see it in super young patients. So I was taking a lot of that home with me where if I had a headache, I thought something was wrong. Or if I had any type of pain, I felt something was wrong. Um, and it really took a toll on me. And I knew that if I didn't get back on medications, I would, I would really be doing a disservice to myself. And when I told someone, you know, and this is, you know, my husband was like, Hey, if you want to get back on it, get back on it. I want you to feel good. I want you to be your best self. And if that's it, do it. So like, I'm grateful to have someone like him to be so supportive. And I want you to find, and it doesn't have to be your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever. It doesn't have to be that just find someone, a confidant that you can trust that, you know, you can go to about these things to say, Hey, it's okay to get back on meds or it's okay to seek therapy, to seek counseling. It is okay. You want that person in your corner. And honestly, um, there's a lot, like I said, there's, a, there's someone in my life that whenever I told them about that, cause I was nervous to go to them about my postpartum anxiety, where I was literally holding my newborn baby like five days old. And I'm like, am I going to die? Is is he going to be okay? What if something happens? Like it was crippling anxiety and I couldn't tell anyone. Like I couldn't tell that person because they were, they were always said to me that, oh, you don't, no one needs to be on meds for anxiety. That's dumb. Like you can manage it yourself. So I kept quiet and still on and off, they say like, no, like you shouldn't have to get back on meds. Like Brenna, you should be okay. And so I really, I think I was trying to avoid it for them, which doesn't make sense. I don't know why I should put my mental health on the back burner to fit into the mold of what they think of mental health and the stigma around mental health. So when I realized that, hey, I need to, I need to be on meds help me. This isn't to help anyone else. This is just for me. And whenever I said that to them, I said, you know, there's nothing wrong with being on medications. You know, if I'm on medications, I'm at my best for my son, for my husband and for everyone else in my life. So why be miserable and make everyone else miserable when I could just be on medications and be better? And once I said that, they're like, okay, like that makes sense. And they still, you know, obviously I think they still wish that I was on medications. I think all of us would, if we didn't have to be on meds, we wouldn't be. But if that makes us better, then we're going to be better and be on medications. Um, And like I said, no one wants to have um, 
mental health issues. No one wants to deal with that. Um, and when people say like, oh, if you do this, it'll be better. We don't want to hear that. We know it'd be better if we did, like, if we could do certain things to make it better, we would, we would do that. You know, if we could make it go away, we would do that, but we can't. It's how our brains have worked. And, you know, I am one of Christian faith. And so I have a lot of people tell me that, you know, you just look to God and he, he will guide you. He will, and he does, he's guided me to a better place, a better mindset. But for me, I still had to be on medications. And to me, I felt like I was failing God in a way because it's like, if he isn't enough, like, and he is enough, I'm not saying he's not, but I felt like I was making it that way. And so it was very hard on me and my faith to realize that, hey, like God has guided me to where I am. He's got me out of this, but he, if I need to be on medications, I need to be on medications. And I have to realize that, hey, I'm not failing God. I'm, I, I would only be failing myself. So that took a long time too. And I still have days where when I dive into the word or listen, if I'm listening to worship music, um, I just have to think, hey, you know, you're doing what's best for you. God would be proud of you. And even if you're not of Christian faith, whatever you believe in, if you don't believe in anything of a spiritual being, or if you're not a spiritual person, that's okay. But whatever you look up to or whatever you're th- you think of, whatever is best for you, that's what matters. And so I'm just grateful that I gotten myself in that mindset now and I'm not so focused on, well, what, like, what will other people think of this, you know? And so it's nice to not have that, you know, I, I want that stigma to go away. And I feel like for the people around me, like it's gotten a lot better. Um, but it's just, it's frustrating that there's still many people that don't, that don't understand mental health and it's going to be a learning process. It's going to be an education process. So my, my goal is if you do ask, you know, why are you on meds? Why are you doing this? You know, why can't you just do this? I'll be like, okay, well, I've tried these things. I, and it's not working for me. So why not be a better me when I know what works for me? And still, if they don't agree with you, then that's fine. That's something that they don't have to agree with, but there may be a time where they go through they go through trauma or they're going through a past trauma that has come up, you know, cause that's how trauma works. Sometimes people keep that to the back of his, to back of his or her mind and they lock it up. They block it out. And until that trauma comes forward again, or if they do go through a trauma, um, or if they go through something in their life, a tragedy, anything that could cause anxiety or you to have something, you know, with mental health. Um, it might take all a lot for them to finally realize like, Hey, this is, this is what they were talking about. This is the anxiety that they were talking about. Like I'm going through that now. So that's a big thing is just keep educating people. And you could be that one person be like, Hey, you telling me this made me look for issues with my anxiety later on and I ended up having really bad anxiety. So it's just little things like that to make sure you educate people on that. So continue to educate them, continue to advocate for mental health when someone may not understand. Um, Because if they have that stigma around mental health, maybe you can change that for them. Maybe you could be the change in this crazy chaotic world that we live in. Um, And, you know, I hope I can be that for somebody in this world, be a change for them, be a support to them. And, you know, I reached out to a mom earlier today, a new mom that was really struggling with her anxiety and, um, I didn't have to do it. I didn't need to, I wasn't obligated to, but I just felt something in my being that said, you need to help her or just be there for her. So I gave her my number, told her to reach out anytime, and 
I just, I really felt a relief from that. Um, to know that if they need anything, they can reach out to me. And even if not, just know that, hey, someone's been where you've been. And it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to feel these feelings, but it'll get better. Um, but it just takes time. So, and that's, that's the thing with the stigma around mental health. It's just going to take time to break that. It's going to take a while to realize that the stigma can be broken. Um, but we're going to keep working at it. We're going to keep doing it. Um, and for me as well, I, um, I actually started therapy through an online, um, therapy company. Um, it's actually been a few weeks. Um, I usually try to do my therapy like once a week, um, because it's set up a little different. Um, it's called real and this isn't a plug or anything. Um, but this is just something that I'm starting with just because I'm nervous with actually talking one-on-one with the therapist, but this is doesn't, these are therapists, um, that do like modules sort of, so sort of like in college or in high school when you have online modules to watch. It's similar to that, but with designated therapists of what anxieties you're going through. So for example, let me bring up my app. So it's on, I don't know if it's just the Apple store. I think it's any, um, it can be Android and Apple, I believe, but, um, I have different sessions. So anytime, like you can unlock sessions by however many tools, (coughs) sorry, the baby's beside me. Um, but you have session tools and so they're sort of like reflections and challenges. So, um, so the topic for the session was, what is anxiety really? And this is where I will go through a therapist talking about, um, how to learn from your anxiety, how to reflect and how to challenge it. Um, and some quick breathing exercises after each session as well. So, um, one of my reflections from my session was think about the last time your anxiety was present. How did your thoughts shift and how did your body feel physically? So it really, you can write as much or as little as you want and you just type it out on your app. So you have this, it's sort of like a journal for you, um, on your phone, So, I was telling of how I felt like my anxiety was getting better, um, but that it sort of just still comes out of nowhere. So, even on medications, it sort of hits out of nowhere. I'll have a bad day, sort of like how it was yesterday. And I sort of focused on that. And then the next reflection was, how do you feel about your anxiety and how would you like to feel about it? And then it'll go with a challenge. So, before your next session, they'll challenge you to, so the next session, um, it's to help identifying what's worry, what's the stress and what's your anxiety when you experience them. Um, does that, how does it feel when your anxiety spikes, things like that. So that's something I need to do tonight before my next session. So my next session's actually unlocked. So the next session is how did I learn my anxiety? So how did I learn that my anxiety was the way that it was? So once I learned how I learned from my anxiety, it'll go on of, is this feeling anxiety or is it something else? So that's just an example of the sessions that I'm doing right now. Um, and then you get so that's like the pathway that I'm on. You can do different pathways based on if it's um, it's just different, um, pathways based on what you're going through in life. And so I think mine was more of just like everyday anxiety. Um, so in this pathway that I'm on, it's to understand how anxiety shows up in my body and my life. I feel equipped to cope with the anxiety on the day-to-day life. And I feel agency in my experience of anxiety. So I really, really like that you can do different pathways based on 
how you're feeling at the moment, what you're going through in your life right now. Um, and I liked that it was more of talking to me compared to me sharing. Like I like writing or jotting things down. So the only thing that I don't love about the app is that it's strictly an app. It's not where you can type it out on your computer. And like, I want the app to be on the computer, but it's not. But I've always been one to like journaling or writing. So sometimes I'll write my answers on in my notebook um, to help with, you know, it just sort of feels like I'm getting my feelings out on paper. Um, so I sometimes do that way. So that's the only downfall that I have to this is not having it on my computer where I can type it out. Um, but I can easily, you know, write whatever I want. And whoever is doing the pathway that you're on, it'll say who your li the licensed therapist is um, and who's discussing for that session. So, so far, I really like it. Now, obviously, if I open up to wanting to do in-person therapy and talk with a therapist, I'm definitely going to look into it. But I love this with what I'm doing right now. Um, and they also have different, like, events. So... They'll share events coming up that they have, like, pub, like different speakers. So, they have what's called Summertime Sadness and Self-Care. Um, so, it just says of, you know, why you might be feeling worse the next few months. So, sort of like that seasonal affective disorder. Um, but it has a couple different people speaking on that. There's a discussion and then there's a Q&A. So, it's sort of just... Um, It'll be like a Zoom or something of that sort where they'll link the event and you can listen to that, you know, have the live questions and answers. So I really, really like that. So that's coming up on June 21st. Um, so really, really love that. And I actually got the first month of this free. So the first month I can test it out. And obviously, if I don't love it, I can, you know, get rid of it. And But I think it's only like 20, 25 bucks a month. So this compared to paying like hundreds of dollars for therapy sessions, I really love that. I still feel like I'm talking through my therapy, you know, hearing from actual therapists, but not, you know, spending hundreds of dollars on therapy, which if you do, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you're able to, but it's just for right now, I don't see myself really wanting to spend that much right now when this is going so well for me but obviously if I continue you know to have worsening anxiety I can always go to in-person therapy to talk things out and I always recommend that um, especially with tragedies and stuff that go on um, definitely recommend in-person therapy we offer therapy to what's well, like counseling but for our patients families that go through you know someone passing and going through end of life, um, we, we offer, you know, bereavement counseling. So I'm always one that's for sure good for, hey, do in-person therapy. And actually, you know, I love where I work too, because they really do put mental health first and they are trying to end that stigma with mental health because they offer that counseling to us as well. Um, I had a really, really rough, um, pa someone passed on our services, um, at the, at the, um, hospice facility I work at. And it was a very traumatic experience for me, um, and a few other of my coworkers of how she passed. And the next day, our bereavement, that next morning, our bereavement reached out to us asking if we wanted to come talk, um, just understanding what we're going through and what, how traumatic those, those, those deaths can be for us. So to have them be like, Hey, we're here for you. You know, we get that, you know, your mental health can be, it's hard with the job that we have. So to have so many people be so great about wanting to end the stigma and say, Hey, we're here, we're here for you, um, is pretty remarkable. Um, and again, I haven't reached out to them yet um, if I want to, but I love that I have that option. Um, 
So I always recommend that and anyone else that goes through a traumatic death or a sudden loss, I always tell them, or even if it's not, if you do have that closure at end of life, it's still so vital to have counseling and to have therapy available to you. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, and again, I still have their certain people in your life, the certain toxic people in your life that don't understand mental health. And I shouldn't say toxic people because not everyone is meaning to be toxic. They're not realizing how big mental health is to people. So they're still learning. There's some people that are still learning, but there's some people that are just oblivious and don't want to learn. They just want to be like, hey, you should be able to manage that. Like, without medications and some people are just going to be negative like that but there's some people that are just wanting to learn and to help you so teach them guide them and say hey I do need help and this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm going to continue to do to help me in this instance words are very powerful actions are powerful but words are even more powerful for me so be that voice be the voice to end the stigma of mental health. I am so grateful that I can use this platform to help. Um, again, I don't know who I'm going to reach. I don't know how many people, you know, I have what's listed here, but I don't know, you know, how long they've been listening or if it's really helping people. Um, but I do have this platform to where I can discuss this. And I'm going to continue to because I want to be that listening ear for someone, that guiding light to be like, hey, we're here for you. Sorry, the poor kid just, he's having a rough night tonight. <laughs> um, so maybe one day he'll join me on the podcast too. <laughs> but um, that's the thing. He's, Tyler and my little love is who's the number one for me. That's why I am doing what I'm doing to put my mental health first. So then I can be better for them. So I can be my best self. So then that way I don't get so overwhelmed so easily. I can enjoy my days with them and they don't have to be like, Oh my gosh, what's wrong with her? Or why is mom mad? You know, and Brooks is still young enough to where he, he is not asking those things. But one day, you know, I don't want me the way I'm being whenever I have bad mental health days to impact him when he's older I don't want that to be a trauma for him and I know I might be overthinking it but I don't want it to be a traumatic time for him because I'm just because I've been through a traumatic time doesn't mean I need to you know show that to my kids and whenever they do get older I want them to know that it's okay to to need help. It's okay to ask questions. Um, so that's really big for me is to talk about that with your family. Talk about that with your kids, especially in the times we live in. Bullying is so high. And, you know, we've gone through these awful tragedies of these school shootings. And, you know, I wonder if having these talks of mental health and discussing these things and being open about it could help a lot of kids and the kids that go through those traumas they've lost loved ones they've lost their schoolmates if you know are they getting the counseling they need to discuss what's going on like could we be helping them um to prevent further trauma that you know they've been through the trauma but to prevent ptsd and and even if they do have ptsd to talk through that um i can't imagine how these people must feel going through these shootings and if they don't get the counseling they need. I hope that they're being offered the counseling to just shine a light on mental health, to say, hey, we're here for you. We know that this isn't normal that you went through, but we are here for you through these times. And I don't know where this world is gonna is headed. We don't know what's going to keep happening, but if we can be, if we can be there for people, to shine light on mental health I say let's do it a hundred percent um 
could really save thousands and thousands of lives. And you see, you know, suicide be such a huge thing nowadays. And it's so, so sad that we see it be younger and younger and younger kids that are committing suicide. Ages that are just unthinkable. That they shouldn't even have to be thinking of these awful thoughts. But if we took mental health seriously, maybe we could finally see see that, hey, there is an issue and we need to fix it. Not fix the person, but help fix the stigma on mental health so that way those people can get the help they need. So that way we're not seeing a, a kid commit suicide that's in grade school that shouldn't even have these thoughts in their head. They shouldn't have to be even going through this. But let's help them get through a trauma that they had or get through what happened with them to help save them. It just hurts my heart that this is just continuing to happen and no one cares or no one cares to talk about mental health. It's still so hush-hush and just a neighbor of ours. Same thing happened where, you know, committed suicide. And it's just so heartbreaking that, or that people say like, hey, something's wrong and their doctors don't listen. I'm so grateful that my nurse practitioner listened to me and said, hey, we're going to get you help. And she gave me counseling services. She gave me different meds that I could go on. What would help? Didn't even blink an eye and said, what you went through is traumatic and it's okay to feel this way but we're gonna help you and I've heard people that don't have that that they're doctors and I did I had that at first with my OB and they said you know you're fine you know the reason you had these health issues or had the postpartum high blood pressure was because you know of your weight they didn't even care to think if it was hormones or anxiety or whatever they just brushed it off. They didn't give me anything for anxiety. They didn't help until I went to my primary um, nurse practitioner. And she listened, helped me get off my meds for blood pressure, and helped me get on anxiety meds to help me. And that made the world a difference. So advocate for yourself, like I said in the last episode. If you don't get the answers you need, continue to push to get the help you need because you should not have to suffer because of someone being so so disgusted by you know mental health just because they might not agree that there's something wrong with you if you know something's wrong speak up and let them know and if they aren't listening go to someone else to help you you shouldn't have to stick with a doctor or a nurse practitioner or any provider for that matter. Just because you went home for long time. Oh, good lord. This is what happens when you record at 11 o'clock at night, people. Um, but you shouldn't have to stay with a provider because you've been there for so long or whatever. If you aren't getting the help that you need, go to someone else until you get your answers. You know, and so many women go through hormonal issues and get their hormones like we want to get our hormones tested. Um, I thought about getting mine tested to see if that linked to the issues I was having and why I was just getting so angry so quickly, you know, postpartum. And I'm not an angry person, so I knew something was wrong. But again, I haven't gotten them tested, but I still have that overwhelming feeling that it was my hormones. And a friend of mine actually got the testing done and her, you know, her levels were way off and that's what caused the issues she was having. But again, it's so not talked about postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. We go through such a crazy time. Our hormones are insane and no one listens. And why? Why does no one listen? It's so frustrating and so makes me so angry that you know women I feel like are always you know put on the back burner of being listened to but especially at such a vulnerable time you know we're we're just, we're taking care of everyone else we're taking care of our baby and we're supposed to put ourselves last 
we have so many appointments for our baby leading up to, you know, the birth of our baby. And then they have to get checkups after we have them. Yet we get one six-week appointment postpartum. And I just don't understand. Women, we should be getting more help. And, and I know men too, they go through this with mental health. Guys are supposed to be this strong, manly figure. And they shouldn't be, they get told of, well, you shouldn't be asking for help. You need to be strong. You need to be stoic. You know, so a lot of men, they don't show emotion or show feelings because that looks weak. And it's so heartbreaking that we, a lot of us have to stay silent because the stigma around it. And I know I've used the word stigma way too much, but it's just the easiest word to use for, for this. Um, but both men, women, anyone, I just wish it was talked about more because we're losing way too many people. We're going through so much in our lives and I hate that the mental, our mental health has to be put on the back burner. I, I truly, truly hate it. And I hope that one day we can change this. I hope that this community can help educate and advocate for so many. And we can change. We can make a change. But until that does happen, we're just going to keep trying. Um, and like I said, if you know someone that's struggling, reach out to them say, Hey, I'm here. I know what you're going through. We're here for you. And you know, cause if you do that, you might save someone's life. You know, it's, I think we just need to stop being so afraid all the time of, Oh, well, you know, stop being afraid of helping someone. Stop being afraid of what other people think. Um, I recently stopped caring a lot more of what people think and just doing what I think should be done. And some people might not agree, but if you feel like this is right and that you should continue to do something, do it because it could help just one person and that's what matters. And if some toxic person says, oh, but you shouldn't be doing that or, you know, mental health is a joke, it's not serious just don't listen to them because if you feel like you're doing something right and helping someone do, I think that's truly incredible and you're a hero, honestly. Um, and to all the people that reached out to me postpartum, you helped save me. And to the confidants, to the friends, the families that are there for your loved ones during that time, you're a hero to us my husband every day I tell him maybe not every day but I tell him all the time is you know you saved me postpartum you absolutely saved me um and you know women a lot postpartum have you know intrusive thoughts and can have suicidal thoughts I I did not have suicidal thoughts but I had very bad intrusive thoughts which is just like overwhelmingly bad things that you think are going to happen, you imagine them happening. So like you'll have an image of you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm walking down the stairs and me and the baby fall down the stairs or weird things like that. But it just comes in out of nowhere. And I still have those, not all the time, but like every once in a while I'll have an intrusive thought and I just say, okay, block it out, throw it away. So it's like, I throw it in my mental trash bin and say, Hey, throw that away. We don't need that. So, um, I'm grateful that I can get through that now, but we've lost so many moms to postpartum and, you know, so many of them, you know, it's just, it's too hard on them and it's absolutely devastating that we couldn't, you know, that they couldn't be saved 
And that's why I just want to be such a strong advocate for moms postpartum for anyone with any issues mental health because I do, we don't want to lose any more to suicide. It's heartbreaking and it destroys so many people's lives. Um, so I just wish that the stigma would stop. That way people can get the help that they need. And the people in my life that had the harder time understanding mental health and understanding medications, just by me educating them has changed their viewpoints a lot. And there's still certain people that laugh whenever I discuss how I was feeling mentally. Not laugh, but say, oh, well, you're not, your mental health isn't good enough for for this show or for this or that. And it really stuck with me because they meant it as just like random comment of, yeah, your mental health's not good enough for that and like scoffed. But it's like, it's really not funny. Like, just because I don't want to watch a show, like, yeah, my mental health was off, but that shouldn't be, you know, you know, a part of your joke. It should not be. Um, and something so small can really be hurtful. Like those words hurt a lot. Um, and honestly that they didn't even ask of how I was doing or how, how I was feeling or if I was getting better, they just were like, Oh, well, you're not strong enough for that. And just moved it away. So I just, I still have a really hard time with, you know, when people act like that. Um, and it made me emotional too. Like even the other day, I mentioned that to my husband and he said, when did they say that to you? And I told him and he's like, he's like, why wouldn't you have told me that? He said, that's not okay. And I'm like, because it's not going to change their mindset. And then I thought, but what if we did say something? Maybe it would, you know, I shouldn't, I need to take my own advice. So, you know, I just told my husband, I said, you know, next time, you know, I think I am going to say something to say, Hey, I was struggling and I didn't appreciate that. And you might not get a great response, but you know, at least you're educating them and saying, Hey, this is what I went through. You know, I can tell you about it more, but if you didn't go through it, then maybe you shouldn't be judging so much. Um, so it's, it's a learning curve guys. And for others, it's going to be a learning curve for them. But the more we educate, the more we continue to work hard to discuss mental health, to be advocates for mental advocates for mental health. Um, that's the biggest thing we can do. Um, and I love lately, I've been seeing posts on Facebook that saying like, um, all the different medications. So, um, whether it be Celexa or Zoloft or Wellbutrin, Boost Bar, Xanax, Ativan, whatever you're taking, there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you taking those things. Um, and it just sort of went in detail about, you know, what these stand for and what this pill stands for and, you know, being an advocate for you and your mental health. And I just loved it. And it's so true. And I will continue to share this and continue the fight for us that suffer with, you know, mental health issues, anxiety, depression, bipolar, anything that you might have. Um, we're just going to keep pushing through. And I do appreciate everyone that's been here and listens to my podcast, even when Brooks, you know, interjects with a cough or a, anything like that. Um, I'm so grateful that I can talk to you guys on this and just feel like I'm talking my feelings out with a best friend. Um, it truly does help me in my mental health. Um, so like I always encourage you to do is find a hobby, find something that brings you happiness, that brings you peace. Keep at it. Look into therapy. Um, like I said, real is what I'm using right now. I know BetterHelp has a good online option. Um, there's 
in-person therapy that you can look at too. Um, I would just Google, you know, local, you know, therapy or counseling. Um, and there's a ton of online options, um, for therapy too. So whatever works for you, do it. I'm going to keep trying the real, um, and then I'm hoping to do a podcast episode on everything about real to sort of help you, um, if you're looking for a more online option, but I wanted to bring that up a little bit today. Um, also love, it's a startup company by a girl who, um, I believe she lost someone during the pandemic and really found a lot of, wanted to do this. So then it was another option for, um, people to look into for therapy and to help them. So I thought that was a really incredible, um, an incredible idea. Um, so I thank you guys again for listening. Um, if you're going through mental illness, um, I am there for you. Um, be strong, keep, keep fighting, advocate for yourself. If you need to, if you feel like you need to get on meds, get on meds. Um, don't fight it like I did. Just say, you know, at least try it and, you know, and even if you don't want to do meds and you don't want to, that's fine too. There's so many other things that you can do, you know, do more hobbies to, to try more natural things. If you're into more natural, um, um, remedies as well. Um, do, um, I know a lot of people do CBD and things like that as well. So whatever you feel like is fitting for you and works for you, absolutely do it. Um, and wherever you are on your journey, I'm proud of you. You're getting, you're getting stronger and stronger every day. And there is going to be some hard days, but you're getting through it. You're, you're doing great. And I love you very much. And, and you are loved and know that there are people that care about you in this world. Even if it feels like they don't, they do. There's people that love you so, so much and are so grateful for you. So just know that wherever you are in your mental health journey, we're here. We love you. And I thank you guys so much for listening and can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope that, you know, you're feeling better and better each day and that you're getting to your best season. Love you all.